0: My name is Catalina and welcome to the Changemaker podcast. One year ago, I started interviewing people driven to create a positive impact in their communities and the world. I call them changemakers. And as I found out, they are everywhere. They come in different shapes and sizes and have amazing and diverse backgrounds. This series of interviews have the aim to inspire you with interesting stories and give you some practical piece of advice. So if you are enjoying these discussions, make sure to follow this channel, where I will be adding a new podcast every week. If you consider yourself a changemaker or if you have someone in your network that you believe is a changemaker, please get in touch with me. Today's episode is dedicated to education. Together with Erno, the founder of Your Legacy Academy, we talked about the problems in the current educational format and how the structure needs to change to put the focus on individual development. We also discussed about the importance of integrity and faith in the life and activity of a changemaker and how to keep them when things don't go exactly as we would like them to.
1: my name is Erno, Uh, I'm 42 years old almost so that's quite some time already on this walking on this earth. What really drives me is making this world a better place and I tried a couple of things. So I tried business, I tried politics and I ended up in education because I think if it would be possible to awaken integrity in people, within people, at, at a young age, then probably their decision-making will be appropriate as well. And then uh, if they make better decisions, then uh, it will affect us all and then we get a better world.
0: Uh, why did you get disappointed in politics and uh, business? And how did you come to the conclusion that education is the solution? Because, I, I mean, it's kind of also my conclusion now that everything... Uh, is somehow related to education, but I'm curious how did yeah. you
1: arrive at that um, So, uh, in politics it's uh, really hard, or really hard to get your, get the things you want, because um, uh, they have agenda. And politics works like you give a lot, like say, for instance, you give 100 things you don't like, to gain one thing that you do like. And I'm not that patient. I, I don't like that. I don't like politics and I don't understand it. Because I think, yeah, just be honest and then, if we're all honest with each other, then we'll work something out. But if you're not honest, I, ca- I cannot work something out. So it's not, it's not in my genes to work with politics. Because most of the times you don't get the solution that you want. So that's one. And within business, um, my idea of business was the higher you climb, the more power you have or in the more change you can bring. But the opposite is true. Like the higher you climb, the less time you have and even so, the less power you have. So from if, if, you, if you sketch a pyramid, then from if you look from the bottom up, you have to be okay, on top they make the decisions, they can control everything. But from, from up to down, you see more and more and more people. So the only thing that you can do is make sure you can control them, but if you can't control them, you're lost. So I, I got the, the idea that there doesn't exist the, the idea of getting to till certain points that you have enough power to change things, so that, it, that's not the way it will work. Because people need to be willing to do something for me, or people need. To be willing to do something in order to change and you can't force it and if, if you do force it that it work for i don't know the, 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 the time is ending that people are willing it's sustainable so that's why i thought okay business is not going to work I, I cannot bring the change that i want not in position i am i have to do something different and i just stumbled on education and that moment that i did something happened with me I I, got so energized by what was happening in that classroom Um, that I just took the leap of faith for making a change again get an education and after a while just saw what I could mean for people yeah so first I was from the outside I was looking at at, at, at at the teacher level or or looking as teachers as uh, as field managers and I never could look past that. That's what what beholds me in becoming a teacher. But when I finally did, yeah, the other class door opened and I could seven, see what like, what what you can do also. I don't
0: know, okay. even okay. from database, why sure. does it... Um, and because, uh, because because you founded and your Legacy Academy? Do not yes. Change. How, yeah. where, where this did this idea start? Did you work with education, education before education? you started yeah, that? Okay, and what is your bigger vision with this project?
1: So I was um, nine years ago I stepped into uh, teaching and I really liked it. Uh, So what I see is um, first year students are very enthusiastic. Second year they're less. Third year they go into an internship. They are very very happy there. But when they come back their motivation drowns. And then in the fourth year motivation drowns even further. Like like nobody likes to make a thesis. Right. But if you look at it um, at a perspective like it should be, then the thesis should be the crown jewel of your whole work, right? Everything, all your knowledge, everything you gained through those four, four years, are built within that thesis, and there you can be proud of it and, and say to whatever company you, you apply on. Let's see, I did this research. It's amazing. It's awesome. You should do something with that, and it will show how talented you are. But but. We build a system where the opposite will happen. Like nobody, no student is motivated for their thesis. They have no idea why they're writing it like that because it it, it needs to be so much more based on research. But if you look at what the, 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 the workplace, how do you call it, what business <laughs> likes or, or the, the jobs that there are, they're waiting for people who are capable of working straight away and they they aren't they aren't asking those people you know what get get two months off and just do a lot of research and then come with your conclusions and no, no business works like that it's like you do it you prove it you uh, make it better and then try try it again but
0: this is not a problem. Uh that appeared, you know, half a year ago, right? It's a problem that is already there for, like, yeah. more than a decade, probably, you know, this skill gap between what university teaches and what businesses are expecting. Yes. Uh, yet, why do you think there's... what is the core of the problem that universities cannot you know, yeah. meet those expectations?
1: So it's always, like, really hard to think, to... to make sure that, uh, that I can pronounce what I think. Wow. The, the problem arose while I was in it, and I never looked at it that way because things were going fine. I had fun. Uh, students were uh, having fun during my class. I thought they learned something, and then things changed. And because things are changing, you look to look through things from a new perspective. And then I learned, to be honest, that students learn shit about shit from me. They learned nothing. I told them in year one how you sh- you can write a marketing plan. In year three, when I asked it again, they have no idea. They can't tell me. Yeah, they, they tell me like a SWOT, okay. And now with year three, I teach it again. I have had three classes, write down what's a, what's a table of content of a marketing plan, they still can do it. Well, I explained it three times so what we did as an institution or as, uh, as a society we proclaim that education is key for everything like knowledge and, and then i mean the knowledge part like knowledge is so important before you do something you need to know it you need to study it you need to observe it and then you can pursue it but most of the times business is working in the other way around like we have some kind of clue let's do it and see what happens and then we learn and then we adjust stuff and then we go again so because we have that in society that you need some kind of knowledge to to become anyone we also build a system that you need a diploma in order to become one someone like parents have one thing in their minds you know my son or my, my, my daughter will do a great job as long as they finish their education. My parents are really upset by their, their, their children to get a diploma. But if you ask those same parents, okay, but um, if you ask your child uh, what they want to become, they have no idea. And then those parents said, no, that's true. But when I was their age, I had no clue either. And some people will tell me, but I still don't know what I want to do with my life. And I think that's the big problem. I think our, the biggest problem we created is that we focused on knowledge because that you can measure that, and we think it's important, and you can, you can show off on parties or whatever. But, but the problem is, that if people don't know what they want to become or don't know what they have to, what they really should do with their lives, they are just a fraction of what they could be. And I, my belief is that if you're a fraction of what you can be, A, a lot is lost, but B, it's more easy to take a decision not based on integrity, because you just don't care. If if, if, let's say if I was working in business and I was selling a product and and it's just a job, if if it just was just a job to me and I don't really care, would I really mind selling cigarettes to four-year-olds? Like, at what point is my integrity kicking in in order to make right decisions? Okay, and, and not not everything is black and white, but my. My, 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 my view on it is that if you don't know what you want to become, if you have no clue of where, you're, where you want to head to, you just go along and you're just feeling okay with whatever decision there is, because there's no fight for you there. You're just in your comfort zone and you just don't fight. So the real problem of education is, in my extent, we're focusing on knowledge and not on the individual development and in that perspective i thought okay how cool would it be that if you go into school you learn what you want to become you get that you at some point you do just have that spark and then we're going to light it even more because you can tell you can, you can choose what you want to learn and who you meet and if you meet all those people you want to meet because you think they have knowledge that you want to acquire because it fits in your bigger picture, then you need just one more thing, I think, and, and that is believing that you can. And based on that, I, I built my academy, your legacy academy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it'll be three sessions, and the first one is understanding who you are. What's your legacy? What's your legacy going to be? Why do you want that? And what, what, what's your purpose here? Why are you here on this earth? And then translating that, OK, if you know what, what's there, what do you need? And then I give it to them. So uh, for biden it was like, um, oh, Erin, I want to know more about uh, neuromarketing. I want to know more about big data. Um, uh, predictive marketing and want to m- learn more about NLP, uh, hypnosis, whatever, and that's what we did. That just brought them to people like, uh, like Ahmed Awad, uh, CEO of Media Injection. He knows everything on big data and how you can work that in within Facebook or whatever. So I made it for them relatively easy to gain new knowledge, that's one, but also get to know more people who actually know what they're doing because they're in that business by creating that network so by the time he was really convinced that he can do everything <clears throat> I just take their wallet and I take their phone and I give them a one-way ticket to an island in Europe and by them I sent to um, to Iceland and I said okay please come back in 10 days because then your graduation and within those 10 days uh, there's there's always this 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 shift like the first thing what happens is that you feel sorry for yourself, like you're, you're arriving in a, in a country you don't know, you don't know the language, you don't know any people, you have no idea where to sleep, you have no idea what to eat or whatever, and then the first thing you do is noticing, uh, uh, feeling sorry for yourself, how stupid have I been that, I did, that I'm doing this. But if you keep on thinking that you're not in charge, like things are happening to you and you're just a victim. Uh, yeah you're probably a star For it. you give me a call but no, nothing happens so all those people need to make the shift make a change in thinking I want this how am I going to fix this how am I using my talents in order to get what I want and then when the moment they are getting in there then then just magic happens because most of the times we are, and if you look around here, everybody's looking on the screen. But nobody's really, you know, look, looking for new people. Yeah, you see someone walking, maybe he can help out. You don't know, you don't know what he does. And so you're in the position that you need others. And that's what they do. And then they, they, make, they meet the most amazing people. They come back home with the most amazing stories, who they met, who helped them, why they helped them. So in, in, in Iceland, they met this guy, Matthew. And Matthew was really uh, into what they're doing and said, OK, guys, I want to give you a great experience in, in Iceland. And he gave away for 2,500 on tickets in exploring the island. So Beidem has seen um, on the whole of Iceland glaciers, um, geysers, mm-hmm. I don't know, geysers, Geiser. yeah. And um, I, f- I think whale spotting, swimming with seals. I don't know, he did amazing stuff. And then he came back with the most amazing stories. So you see, the moment that you're in a position that you have to, they, they fix it. And then they come back with an even bigger attitude that they can fix everything. And then, and then I think, I have my perfect school. Learn who you are, know people that can ha- actually help you, uh, get the skills, uh, the knowledge that you think you need, and then A motivation boost that if you really want it, you'll fix it.
0: You were talking before about integrity, that people, you know, usually, if they don't know themselves and their values, they cannot, they can easily, you know, switch off the integrity. Let's say. Would you say that integrity is essential in the life of a change maker? And if yes, how?
1: Uh, A really good question. Yes, I think it is. Because in the end, you can all. There's this really beautiful quote which says, like, a dream you dream alone is just a dream. And dream you dream together is reality. And I, so, in order to change, you need people who are connecting to your idea. But people are con- not connecting on an idea. People connect on people, on values, and I think that most of the time, if you really want to believe someone, we value their honesty, and at some point, that's always connected to integrity. But the moment you think someone is not really living up to his or her integrity, is the moment that you lose faith.
0: Do you
1: think faith is important for a Yes. How? Without, without faith there's nothing.
0: How do, how do you keep your faith when, I mean... You there's can't. so many disappointments along the way. How do you keep what no. they keep on holding to?
1: <laughs> I wish I had have an answer for that. But I don't. The problem with change is that you want something that's not there yet. So there are no books. There is no theory, maybe there are not even people around who do the same thing, so you can ask how. You just need to to build something from scratch and get people to believe something from scratch. In order for me to tell the story straight, I need to have faith because I have to envision what's not there yet, and I have to keep that faith. But it's a really, really hard thing. The part of losing faith in in things is that you're going to reflect. Imagining that a change maker is always someone who keeps the faith is thinking idealism that doesn't exist because I think I can change, but uh, at some point I don't know really how. And that's the beauty of stuff. I think what I learned, like the the the, the quote I just gave, I can't change alone. I, I can't do it by myself. I need others to believe in my dream. Yes.
0: How would you define then a change maker?
1: <laughs> so I think everybody has the potential to in becoming a change maker, but everybody has this choice. So. Some people will always say things happen to them and that's why they're doing something, right? Mm -hmm. So some people blame what happened to them. But I I think and maybe I see that more as a a leader. A leader is translating and what what am I doing with that? So would you say
0: taking responsibility? Taking
1: responsibility. Yes, take a lot of responsibility. But at some point, what happens with responsibility and leadership, that I need to let go.
0: How do you find this balance?
1: It's a struggle. But the thing is that, I think most of the times it's, the, it's just the same thing over and over. So I think a change maker does one thing. A, takes the blame. But a more important part, let go. I think that you... At some point you go through different stages and every stage is there to help you. Because if you're a victim, you want to change what's happening. And the moment that you have this illusion is the moment you take power and you're actually changing it. And if you're changing it, you understand I'm not the only one who should change it, we should do it together.
0: How do you define impact and how do you measure it within change making?
1: Yeah, difficult question again. So you're really good at this, asking those difficult questions. <laughs> I think you can measure impact in two ways. Uh, one is the impact um, on actual results, and the other one is uh, taking your glasses with the results. So if I am telling about my um, my academy then i can tell i did uh, great things and then uh, okay so how big is a class then as well can be three to five students only three to five students yes only three to five students and how long is that seven months so if you if i measure that that's not a lot right these three to five students it's not like thousand or two thousand like the half hours maybe five thousand 10,000 students, I'm only having three to five. But then on the other side, I'm doing this for four years already, I can tell you that I changed 30 lives. Well, who can say the exact same thing? They actually changed 30 human lives. Who can say that? So, it's the glasses you wear, which defining what kind of impact you really have. What will help me, in my pursuit, is having the glasses to look at things positively. Like, well, quality really matters. Thirty human lives, man, I can go to heaven now, right? Something like that. <laughs> so that will give me reassure me. Anything. On the other side. If I look at the other way, I will be more eager to continue. So balance again. Impact is the glasses you wear in looking at the results, and sometimes it helps to look at a, at a pink positive way, and sometimes it will help you to look at a more darker way, or black like and white way, and see okay, there's a lot of working to be done there.
0: What would you say was your biggest lesson so far? this journey, it was kind of an eye-opening moment that, let's say, changed the course
1: of your journey. If I want to make this bigger, I want to make this grow, I need to have faith in others and ask for their help, but also accept their, their feedback and their wisdom, which is, for me, really, really, really hard, because it makes me vulnerable.
0: What do you think are the characteristics that all change makers share? If there is a commonality among them?
1: Hmm. There, I think there are there are many different aspects. Many different aspects. Uh, I could name a couple. But I think real change maker does one thing. Uh, that is not giving up, always looking for another way. Even though I believe that sometimes you need to lose the way, or sometimes you need to give up in order to repack yourself and go further. But. So, one word to, dis- to define every change maker. Hmm. And I think you just need a couple of things. So, believe you in your own idea. Get people along on board. Trust them as much as you trust yourself. Get a common vision, not your own vision, because you need to do it together. And then coping, enjoying the good sides, and coping with the <laughs> side, with the downsides. <laughs>
0: talking a bit more about uh, the, the Legacy uh, Academy because uh, the first phase is basically deep dive. How do you make sure, how do you organize the whole process and uh, how do you immerse students in, in this process of finding themselves and finding their values?
1: Yeah. Uh, the honor story. The honor story that I use flow in order to decide what to do, what or not, what not. Most, I wasn't, I, most of the time I'm in the in, 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 uh, understanding or in the belief that students pick me and I don't really pick the students, so they pick me. And because I don't know everything, some things will just come and go. So most of the time I design a deep dive based on what I can grab my hand on or Mm -hmm. what's happening. So
0: it's then personalized for each student? Yes.
1: So sometimes I can really go into deep and design it up front. Sometimes things just happen. And most of the time I see afterwards things happen for a reason. But uh, so, so there are a couple of elements that I, 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 I do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but every time I, yeah. So they're basically the three things. One, is making a team. Two, mm-hmm. think about your legacy. Three, have an experience that you didn't expect you could have, you could have done already. And then something happens.
0: You were mentioning before that, for instance, with Iceland, that you just put them in this very uncomfortable situation, almost a personal shock, let's say. Do you think it's important for change-makers to experience this kind of discomfort and shock to actually trigger them to do something?
1: Out of your comfort zone is the best way to learn who you are. So the funny thing is that in a new surrounding, you learn more from your, from your old situation. So if I put you out of your comfort zone, you learn more about who you are within your comfort zone. Because in your comfort zone, it's really hard to see what your comfort zone is. You don't know. But if you get out of it, then you, then you know. And, and, and more often than not, a change maker should put himself or herself in an awkward position and just learn from it because yeah sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad like today today I blushed again not happening to me that much but sometimes so today I had this meeting with, uh, with the manager and we had a talk for an hour she's from another company and I was looking for a partnership and then she asked me in the end Erno can you please uh, write your idea in an email and send it to me and for the first time in my life I had the, the guts to tell her, no, I'm not doing that. And how I would like to see it is that you write it down and you send it to me so I can see if you understood me fully. Because if I write it again, it's the exact same, question, same story and I don't, see, I don't see where the gaps are. So if you write me one, then I can fill in the gaps, and I blushed. Really, and I thought it was really uncomfortable for me to to say that because She was looking like, "What, what, what, what are you asking me now? Like, I'm the lazy guy, not to really want to type it." But uh, no, I explained to her why I think it's better. But most of the times when I talk to people or on the phone or whatever, they always say, "Can you put it on the mail for me?" And I'm like. Why is that? I, I explained it to you correctly, or are not you understanding me, or so? And that is a small example of how I'm experiencing out of my comfort zone continuously.
0: Because you're in the educational field for quite some time, how do you say? How would you see the evolution of this? How would you see, let's say, the future of education in a few years? How? it will look like and how would you want it to
1: look like? If school really, really wants to change in a way that's going to be sustainable forever, then I think they need to change from output to input. And I think that's a change the world needs anyway. Don't look at output, look at input. So if I look at output, I want a product to be cheaper. Because I have just this budget, because I value output or it should give me this status or whatever. They can build crazy business model that we already did up to now about how making sure that everybody likes the output. Or let's say uh, I don't mind how much day you work, as long as the output is okay, I trust you. We value things based on output. But real change comes if you look at input. Because there, the magic happens.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is the Changemaker podcast, a series of interviews with people driven to create a positive impact in their communities and the world. If you like this episode, make sure to reach out. Stay positive, follow your dream, and make this world a better place. See you next week.